This is tough stuff. Tough stuff, everyone. 900 dead in Israel. These are the numbers thus far. More than 900 dead. Nearly 700 dead in Gaza as Israel retaliates. And believe me, they are going to retaliate big. This is going to be a very bloody disaster. And they have the support of the entire world behind them. America is with them. Maybe not every American, maybe not every lefty and those people out marching in Times Square. Shame on them. Maybe not the squad, maybe not Rashida Tlaib, but I'll tell you, not one single penny should go to any politician who won't stand up for our ally at a time like this. This is an attack that was plotted over the last several weeks, and according to reporting from the Wall Street Journal, which our administration still will not acknowledge is true. According to that report, it was backed by Iran. Hamas got the green light from Iran to inflict such devastation, such tragedy on the country of Israel. It is unthinkable what has happened. I have seen the images. I encourage people to watch them. I'm not showing them here, but I encourage you to go and watch them because you should understand the animals that these people are. There's never going to be a two-state solution. They don't want a two-state solution, you see, because they don't want Israel to exist. They don't want us to exist either, for that matter. And they were too furious because guess what? Jared Kushner had the smart, good sense to try and find a path towards peace and to bring the Saudis to the table with Israel. And they've been chipping away, working on Jordan, working on Egypt, working on all the surrounding countries, isolating the Gaza Strip and the West Bank. And in doing so, making Iran and the Palestinians very, very, very angry. And now... Hamas, it's going to get wiped out. This is now ISIS, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, even John Kirby, who's the spokesperson at the Pentagon, broke down in tears as he thought about all these images that we've seen, what has happened to elderly, what has happened to children, what has happened to young women. Watch this. I mean, the images that we're seeing of... of children kidnapped of, of young of young women who have been uh, abducted who have blood in their pants because they've presumably been repeatedly raped it's horrifying i I've, there's been a lot of death and destruction in that region but i've never seen anything like this i uh <clears throat> i Sorry, it's it's very, excuse me, very difficult to look at these images, Jay, uh, it, it, and the, the the human cost. And these are human beings. They're family members. They're friends. They're loved ones. Cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah, it's difficult. And I apologize. Nothing to say sorry for. John Kirby, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. A CNN photo. Yeah. Apologizing, you see, because. <sighs> Because he broke down and and he was trying to stay professional, not apologizing for the, I mean, this is just, I mean, I, 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 I come to you right now with a very, very heavy heart and it was hard 
this weekend. It was hard seeing this. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm sure you are too. I'm especially angry because for goodness sakes, this administration just handed over $6 billion to Iran just a couple weeks ago. And don't sit there and tell me for two seconds that that doesn't have anything to do with anything because you know it does. It absolutely does. Money is a fungible thing, you see. And, you know, if you got $6 billion coming in the door, guess what? You now have the ability to take another $6 billion from somewhere else. Or maybe you don't even need $6 billion, right? It's supposed to be earmarked for humanitarian stuff. You can't earmark money for anything, okay, Joe Biden and company? Like, you can't, okay, because money's money. And so you may say it's going to go to food and medical supplies. Well, now they got $6 billion coming in for food and medical supplies, not to mention all the laundering and other things that can be done to get weaponry. That's the big question right now. I want to see the serial numbers on every single one of these things. We're learning from Israel that it's believed this is weaponry that came out of Afghanistan. Remember we left it all there? When we hightailed it out of Afghanistan, that was one brilliant move, huh? Way to go, Blinken and Biden, the total B-team on that one, leaving our stuff there. I'll tell you, even Donald Trump knew, even, of course he knew, what a stupid idea that was of Millie's and our military. It made absolutely no sense. I want to show you some video from him. This is from well over a year ago. And he's laughing. He's at an event. But basically, he's saying, look, I knew. I knew Millie was pretty darn dumb when he was willing to leave all this stuff there. Watch. You got a $50 million airplane. You got a $29 million gorgeous helicopter. We had every type of helicopter. Many of them brand new, literally out of the box. $70 million planes. You mean you think it's cheaper to leave it there so they can have it? than it is to fill it up with a half a tank of gas and fly it into Pakistan or fly it back to our country. You think, yes, sir, we think it's cheaper, sir. That's when I realized he was a <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because he's, he's making the point that the guy was an effing idiot because he was willing to leave all that weaponry there. And that was before all this happened. But anyone could have seen this coming, could you not? I mean, think about the succession of events here since Joe Biden has been president. Look, we knew he was going to be bad. I told you he was going to be lousy on the economy. I told you we we're going to get lots of inflation. Of course, it's all come true. But this? I mean, we knew he was bad on foreign policy. He's never been on the right side of any foreign policy decision, like in the history of his entire 50-year-long career. But, but could it have been this bad? I mean, just think about what we've been going through. First, the withdrawal from Afghanistan, the deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan that was rushed, where we left all that weaponry behind. And then you get a failure of diplomacy on, on such an epic scale there over in Ukraine and Russia, which has led to death and destruction and war there. And, and now we've got, now we got this. Because Iran somehow felt emboldened enough to greenlight Hamas into killing. Now it's upwards of 900 people that are dead in Israel. And it ignite a war, to ignite a war from which Hamas will not continue to exist in any way, shape, or form. This is ISIS that is effectively going to be stamped out and wiped off the map. 
what would make Iran think that that was okay? I mean, we know these people are total barbarians. We know that they do not see people that are not like them as human beings and therefore can be slaughtered, can be killed, can be raped, can be imprisoned. I mean, we we know that. But somehow, Iran, that you'd think, you'd think might want to actually use a couple brain cells because they're igniting a worldwide conflict from which they're not going to be able to return. You'd think that they might have a little more. No, because apparently I think, I think they think that Joe Biden is somehow okay with it. Let's back up for a second because we should talk about this administration. We should talk about the support that they've had in the past for Iran. The JCPOA, right? Remember that big deal, $150 billion or something that was going to go to Iran? Iran's like furious, right, that they didn't get the money. Now, (laughs) under the circumstances, they're never getting that money, okay? Those days are gone, totally, completely gone, and they did this to themselves, Hamas is doing this to themselves. But the fact that we had an administration that was so cozy and so wanted to make it work, to the point now where Tablet Magazine and other publications have come out and suggested that Robert Malley, who was the special envoy to Iran, was in fact some kind of Iranian spy, sympathetic to the needs of Iran and taking orders from Zarif instead of actually caring about his own country. That's pretty alarming. That's pretty scary. Because he was there for the Obama administration. He's there there for the Biden administration. I mean, they just fired the guy like a, a couple months ago in June, I believe, under some sort of mysterious circumstances. I don't know the whole story here, so I don't want to misrepresent. And it's possible that the guy just was so sympathetic to Iran but wasn't necessarily a spy, kind of like you have people in deep state that have certain points of view on this, that, and the other. I don't fully know, but I'd sure like to know, and I think we need more information about that. I have a guest coming on the show tomorrow, actually, who's pretty familiar with all this and will fill us in. But, gee, you get all these people that are so sympathetic, and I believe it. I believe it because don't forget John Kerry himself. I mean... Trump was like, wait a second, he's in violation of the, of the Logan Act. Remember when we learned back in 2016 here? This article is from the New York Post. The headline was, John Kerry admits to meeting Iranian officials over a nuclear deal. Oh, he was so worried about his precious JCPOA going up and smoke and everything that, you know, Trump comes in and John Kerry is consulting with the Iranians to try and help them? I mean, this is Pretty, pretty, pretty wild stuff. Pathetic, pathetic stuff. We're getting more headlines in right now, including news that 150 Israelis have been kidnapped by Palestinian militants, these people that are just total ruthless animals. I'll tell you, they don't even want, you know, this whole idea of like, could it work with a two-state solution, you know? Look, Israel's tried. In their defense, and in fact, there was a New York Times article about this, about how actually they really made the, a mistake in doing so. They, they allowed these people to infiltrate Israel in ways that just never, ever should have happened. 
because as I look at this article here, again, in this weekend's New York Times, I'll read it. This is the New York Times, guys, all right? This is not like, you know, a a right-wing publication. They're saying Israelis made erroneous assumptions about the nature of the threat from Hamas. In other words, they didn't fully understand it. According to one expert, the former American ambassador to Israel, Thomas Nides, he said, quote, they issued 15,000 work permits for workers in Gaza who came into Israel each day. And I believe there was a view that Hamas would not screw that up, except they did. They screwed it up big time. And they're going to pay as Netanyahu has made very, very clear. And they're going to have to pay. Because you know what? Things like this need to be met back with strength. If you don't meet them with strength, which is all they understand and know, then you're going to have other problems. Remember how we took out Soleimani? In other words, you come after us, we go after you. And the difference between Hamas and Israel is the IDF, And it's an incredible military that's going to make sure they root out these people, these Hamas terrorist leaders, these animals. I mean, this is bad. This is really bad. But there's a lot, there's a lot of bad to go around. I mean, consider the fact that our administration was so naive. They got the special envoy to Iran, who some people question whether he had more allegiance to Iran than to the United States of America, well-educated guy, like all these fancy degrees, but somehow was taking orders from Iran, I mean, or at least a little too cozy, shall we say, according to these publications. Again, I cite tablet on that. But anyway, here's Jake Sullivan, who's clearly got his head up as you know what. This is just a couple weeks ago. He's like, oh, everything's great in the Middle East. This is the guy who's head of our NSC. National Security Council. He replaced Bolton. Here we go. And what we said is we want to depressurize, de-escalate, and ultimately integrate the Middle East region. The war in Yemen is in its 19-month of truce. For now, the Iranian attacks against U.S. forces have stopped. Our presence in Iraq is stable. I emphasize for now because all of that can change. And the Middle East region is quieter today than it has been in two decades. Okay, Jake, you know, maybe, maybe you should have been thinking that through and had a little bit of better intelligence to figure out what was coming next because it's certainly not quiet now. As they say, the calm before the storm, right? The naivete of this administration, I know a lot of you feel like it's deliberate. <sighs> sure hope not, right? Wouldn't that be something to think about? I do question why, why we'd be given $6 billion dollars in sanctions relief, why would you have released that money? Really? I mean, it's a fair question. Especially knowing at the time that they're going to use some of it for terrorist activity. Last time this happened, John Kerry came right out. He said, yeah, you know, some of it's going to go to terrorist activity. and Apparently doesn't care. We, we give money to the... Palestinian people, 315 billion that went out about a year and a half million, forgive me, 315 million about a year and a half ago, Biden gave away. You think that money went to build schools and to help shelter people? No, it goes to the, the, the families of the suicide bombers 
It goes to feed this terror. It goes to build more tunnels. I mean, this is a problem. But now Israel has full license and full support to do what it needs to do. Chuck Schumer, even, the Democrat from New York, who, frankly, I think too many of these politicians have been way too soft, way too, you know, they, they, they don't see the Palestinians, Hamas, Hezbollah, as the threats that they are. They certainly didn't recognize Iran as a threat, right? Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this situation. And even Chuck Schumer coming out and blasting these maniacs that took to the streets of New York. Let me show you these, these people that are protesting in Times Square. I mean, wow. They're for this. You see that? They, they think this is okay that the Palestinians are massacring people. They think that that is perfectly fine. This is disgusting, but you should see it. Okay. All right. So there's a contingency of people here like that. I've heard some on some of these liberal media networks, MSNBC included, Rashida Tlaib, the whole squad. Like, where are they? Where are they in terms of just defending life, human life? They're okay with this? They're okay with Hamas ripping families out of their homes, elderly people out of their homes, raping women, parading the women all bloody through the streets? They're okay with that? I am sorry, but this has to be called out once and for all. And and I'm not going to just sit here and say, okay, like, we, we we were blindsided. I mean, clearly we were. Our intelligence was blindsided. Clearly the Israeli intelligence was blindsided. But I just have to ask why that is. Why do we have a certain bias? You know, we, we, we're always trying to make nice. We think that, like, somehow if you just give people more, like, that's somehow the answer. No, that's not the answer. The answer is you got to get rid of the bad guys. And then you got to spend some time. With the rest of the population, what can be salvaged? A lot of people are going to die, though. I'm telling you that. And Netanyahu's already saying, prepare for a long war. We bring you up to date on some things that the U.S. is doing. We're sending Navy warship and, and some other backup support. That really just is a show of support at this moment, which is important. We have to do that. But I just question... Why we're not being a little more direct in terms of calling out Iran? Why are we, like, dancing around this issue? Tony Blinken, who McCain said would get a lot of Americans killed because he was so inept. Tony Blinken doing the rounds over there on all the network television Sunday shows, and it's like he he had a prompter. I swear, I think he had a prompter in front of him because I'm going to show you him on one show and then on another, and you tell me if you can tell any difference between what he's saying. By the way, 
He won't admit that Iran okayed this, as the reporting indicates, including that exclusive report from the Wall Street Journal. Here's Tony Blinken. Does dealing with Hamas mean dealing with Iran? Was Iran behind this? So there's a long relationship between uh, Iran and, and Hamas. In fact, Hamas wouldn't be Hamas without the support that it's gotten over many years from Iran. We haven't yet seen direct evidence that Iran was behind this particular attack or involved, but the, the support over many years is clear. It's one of the reasons that over the last couple of years, we have been resolutely working against Iran's support for terrorism, uh, for destabilizing actions in other countries. We've sanctioned more than 400 Iranian individuals and entities precisely uh, for the kind of support that they've offered uh, Hamas in the past. And it's something that we remain extremely vigilant about. As you know, many in the GOP are laying blame on the Biden administration in the wake of that recent deal to unfreeze Iranian assets that were unfrozen for humanitarian purposes in return for the release of those American hostages. Here's what Steve Scalise, one of the candidates for speaker, put out yesterday. The Biden administration must be held accountable for its appeasement of these Hamas terrorists, including handing over billions of dollars to them and their Iranian backers. Your response? Well, look, I'm not going to comment on on specific uh, comments by individuals. I can can say this. It's unfortunate that some are, um, in effect, uh, uh, saying things that may be motivated by politics at a time when so many lives have been lost and Israel remains under attack. And the facts are these uh, and uh, should be well known. Uh, This involved Iranian resources, not American taxpayer dollars. These were resources that uh, Iran had acquired from the sale of its oil that were stuck in a bank. Uh, in this case in, in South Korea, they have always been entitled to use those funds but under our law and them. our sanctions for humanitarian purposes. Uh, and the funds were moved from one bank to another to facilitate that. Uh, by the way, not a single dollar from that account has actually been spent uh, to date. And in any event, it's very carefully and closely regulated by the Treasury Department to make sure that it's only used for food, for medicine, for medical equipment. So some who are advancing uh, this false narrative... They're either misinformed or they're misinforming. And either way, it's wrong. Okay, let's be very clear. Again, money's fungible, all right? So if you're getting a windfall in, and yeah, it's earmarked for humanitarian stuff, first of all, you can trade the humanitarian stuff for other stuff, right? All right, let's be very clear on that. Second of all, they were sanctioned. Therefore, they never should have gotten a stinking dime. Don't sit there and tell me it was their money. They were sanctioned. Stick to your sanctions, people. Shouldn't have ever released anything. Anyway, what I wanted to point out was that he just kept singing the same tune over and over again. Here he is again on another show. Secretary Blinken, do you have evidence that Iran directed this attack? There's a long relationship between Iran and Hamas. In fact, Hamas wouldn't be around uh, in the way that it is without the support that it's received from Iran over the years. In this specific instance, uh, we have not yet seen uh, evidence that Iran directed or was behind this particular attack, but uh, there's certainly a long relationship. It's one of the reasons why we have been resolutely uh, taking action against Iran and its support for terrorists and terrorist proxies uh, and other groups over the, uh, the last few years of this administration. We've sanctioned more than 400 Iranian individuals and and entities precisely because of their support for things like Hamas. Yeah. So um, kind of the exact same thing. Again, I I think it was like all scripted because he's not even like looking away from the camera. And we know he can't actually speak. 
and look at the camera in a really coherent way. So it had to have been a prompter. That's my theory. They were trying to be very delicate with things. Maybe they don't want to like say, hey, it was Iran, because one, they're going to be in trouble, and two, they're thinking they might escalate the situation even more. But like, look, I think you just got to be totally upfront. You know, they're, they're idiotic for assuming that the $6 billion, of which has not left the account yet, is not somehow involved. In other words, suddenly, if you're like a, an arms dealer or a weapons dealer, you know Iran is a better credit risk, do you not? Because they just got $6 billion in their bank account. And even if you have to trade it and sell it, okay, we can, you know, have this pretense that, that we're going to send it for humanitarian aid. It, it can just be resold, and then you get the weapons. And you, you know how this works, because you know what? You're a normal person like I am. These idiots in Washington, D.C. that have total blinders on because they want to protect their JCPOA thing that I'm telling you is long gone. This is a mistake. You know, Biden had one opportunity to actually fix things. He had one opportunity to actually do something decent. I don't know if he can ever get it done, but the opportunity would have been to continue on with what Trump and Kushner had done. Actually try to bring peace to the Middle East, and you do that by isolating Iran and isolating the Palestinians. But you see, there were too many people, I guess, who had too much vested interest in Iran coming out ahead. And that's what's really frightening here. Why? Why would you give that money? I, I, need, I need somebody to explain that one. Okay, so here's the president yesterday saying, you know. Today, the people of Israel are under attack, orchestrated by a terrorist organization, Hamas. In this moment of tragedy, I want to say to them and to the world and to terrorists everywhere that the United States stands with Israel. We will not ever fail to have their back. We'll make sure that they have the help their citizens need and they can continue to defend themselves. You know, the world's seen appalling images. Thousands of rockets in the space of hours raining down on Israeli cities. When I got up this morning, started this at 7.30, 8 o'clock, my calls. Hamas terrorists crossing in Israel, killing not only Israeli soldiers, but Israeli civilians. In the street, in their homes, innocent people murdered, wounded, entire families taken hostage by Hamas. Just days after Israel marked the holiest of days in the Jewish calendar. It's unconscionable. You know what? Yeah. All right. Fine. Okay, fine. He's doing what he needs to do. But where's everybody else right now? Okay, can I ask? Where, where, where are the institutions that came out in defense of Black Lives Matter and trans and this, that, and the other? Where are they? They don't have anything to say right now. In fact, the only bank that I see is actually releasing a statement is actually Jeffries, which is not a hugely well-known investment bank. I mean, where, where's Goldman Sachs? Where's Morgan Stanley? Where are the rest of them? Do you see what Harvard said? Harvard University, you know, like basically trying to blame Israel for this. Well, Larry Summers, former Treasury Secretary under Barack Obama, Larry Summers, also the former head of the National Economic Council, actually Treasury under Clinton, did I get that reverse? Well, it doesn't matter. But anyway, the guy, like, he's got serious economic jobs. He's a former president of Harvard University. And I like him because he was the first guy, albeit he's a liberal, he was the first one to come out after me, actually. I felt like I was all alone saying, we're going to get inflation, we're going to get inflation, we're going to get inflation. Larry Summers said it 
from the beginning. Well, not quite the beginning, not as early as me, but pretty soon on. Here he is tweeting the silence from Harvard's leadership so far, coupled with a vocal and widely reported students group statement blaming Israel solely has allowed Harvard to appear at best neutral towards acts of terror against the Jewish state of Israel. He writes, I, in nearly 50 years of Harvard affiliation, I have never been been as disillusioned and alienated as I am today. Thank you, Larry, for writing that. These academics on their high horse that will come out for, for every other cause. You know, you, you want to you mutilate a kid and change their gender at age 12? Go for it. Harvard's right behind that one. When the Palestinians are mutilating and raping and killing the Israelis, somehow Harvard thinks they have a right to do that. What has happened to us? This may be the worst event for the Jewish people since since the days of the Holocaust. I mean, to, to have so many people killed so quickly, and it will get worse. The good news is Israel is an amazing place filled with amazing people. It's an amazing country. Hamas might have thought there was an opportunity now because there were some protests going on, a little bit of division about Netanyahu and the whole court thing. They might have thought this was their opportunity. Plus, you got Biden, who clearly, you know, I don't know. Who's next? China? Taiwan? I mean, think about it. Everything that's been going on could be us as well. Ron DeSantis, I'm with my friend Chris Salcedo on Newsmax today, saying that he worries there will be an attack at some point in the U.S. because we've had very open borders under this administration. Anybody can come in. And we got plenty of young men, military age, coming in. So it's not just the drugs, the fentanyl getting smuggled across the border. It's also people that might actually want to do us harm. This was planned out. This took a lot of planning. And Israeli and U.S. intelligence was totally in the dark. And these elites, they don't care or they side with with the Palestinians on this one? How fundamentally wrong. I'm disgusted by all of it. I'm disgusted by the squad. I have yet to see on Rashida Tlaib. You tell me. I'm looking on her Twitter account here. Rashida Tlaib is just uh, going on about Trump and Hispanic Heritage Month. AOC has some very cryptically worded, let me share with you, comment. I mean, unbelievable. Where she's, she's not condemning the Palestinians for what they're doing. Instead, she just wants peace. Governor Whitmer, remember her? Lockdown city out there in the Midwest. Same thing. What the heck is wrong with these people? I, 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 don't, I don't understand where their lack of humanity is. 
at this moment in time. Sure, we all want peace, but look what just happened, okay? Let's not be naive idiots. Hamas does not want Israel to exist. They don't want to take money and invest it in the Gaza Strip or in the West Bank or in anything that might actually help their people. That's not what this is about. This is about killing the infidel, killing Israelis, and killing us too. Don't kid yourself. 9-11, for me, it feels like yesterday. I had just moved from New York to California about seven months prior. My husband and I used to live in a building right right downtown in Battery Park City, right next door to the World Trade Center. I remember learning at Columbia University, back when we lived uptown at Columbia, I remember learning in an international relations class all about Al-Qaeda and how they were going to try something, and it scared me. And I worried, and and we went through a phase We didn't have any money, like any money, and it must have cost $20 for my husband to get down in a cab to his job downtown. And it was like, you know, $20 we didn't really have. They used to send him in a car uptown because he used to work past whatever time, you know, they would give you a car in New York back then. But I was like, I don't, I'm scared. I don't want you on the subway. And it was all my fear about what all the, the, what I had learned about Al-Qaeda and what they were trying to do. And then Of course, we were down in Battery Park City, and I'd look out at the World Trade Center and think, wow, you know, they'd tried it once, they could try it again, and sure enough, they did. I was on live television in San Francisco, giving the business news report at 5.50 a.m. when the producer was in my ear saying, we've got to go to New York, we've got to go to coverage in New York, and we didn't know what it was, of course, in the beginning, and as everything unfolded, it's like it was yesterday. And basically, what just happened in Israel is like what happened to us on 9-11. And they need to be smart, and they need to defend themselves. We weren't, of course, right? We got ourselves over there in Iraq, and, you know, it was the wrong place to be. But I don't think the Israelis will make that mistake. They'll go to the source of the problem. They'll go to the root of the problem. They will root out Hamas. And Hamas will, will really will one day wish it never took that bad advice from Iran. But that's a whole other can of worms that we're going to have to deal with at some point. I'd like to know why this administration is so darn close to the Iranians. Why they had a guy that got fired in June, Michael Mal. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, what, what, was, what was his deal? Robert Malley, forgive me. Two very interesting stories, as I said, we'll have a guest on tomorrow to talk some more about that, suggesting he was some kind of Iranian spy. If so, then that could explain why we didn't see this. Or it may just have been he had a very different point of view than the Trump administration. He just wanted Iran to be welcomed into the world with everybody else and thought that these were peaceful. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. I, I get it. I, and, and by the way, this, none of this is about the people themselves, right? I'm sure there are many wonderful people, but you got a lot of religious zealots there and a lot of mullahs that are very problematic and hell-bent on war. And these are the same people, the same kind of people over there running Hamas. 
And then you got Hezbollah in the works as well. Hezbollah launching rockets into Israel from... are bad people and they're going to do some bad stuff and Israel needs to be there to defend itself and again remarkable country with remarkable people they have made something out of nothing right they're there in the desert and think of all the technology that comes out of Israel it's going to be long it's going to be ugly it's going to be deadly but do not forget for two seconds who brought this on. Because Rashida Tlaib and AOC and Cory Bush and the, the rest of them are going to, Iona Presley, they're going to try and tell you something else, all right? They're going to try and tell you that it's Israel's fault. They're already doing that. Just remember, Israel was trying. 15,000 work visas to bring the people into Israel to try and help them so that they could have a little something. I'm telling you, this is just, it's disgusting, absolutely disgusting. And the fact that it happened, again, can you get any more chaos than what we have had under Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen? Can you, I mean, forget about the economy for two seconds. By the way, oil went up. I'm going to get to that in a second. Again, forget about the economy. Forget about the border. I mean, let's just talk on the international front. We have had the Afghanistan withdrawal, which, like, I don't usually cry with these things. I mean, this is one that's reduced me to tears. Afghanistan reduced me to tears. Seeing people clinging to those planes as they were leaving. I mean, this was just awful. And they were so, so interested in meeting that deadline ahead of time that they were willing to do that. They were willing to allow all those people to die. And by the way, where are the feminists? Because all those girls, they're not allowed to be in school anymore. They've gone right back to the dark ages in Afghanistan. That was allowed under Joe Biden's leadership. We got out of Afghanistan. We left our equipment behind. Apparently, according to the Israelis, it's made its way to Hamas. And who is the financial backer of Hamas? Iran. And who just got money from us? We released, the, oh, they were their funds. Well, I'm sorry, they're not their funds. You know why? We were sanctioning them. And when we sanction them, we take their, we take their funds. Okay? And we lock them up. And Joe Biden, Tony Blinken, you guys gave it away. Six billion dollars. That's not a false narrative, okay? Again, money's fungible. (laughs) And they just became a much better credit risk on top of it. So you have the Afghanistan thing happen. You have the failure of diplomacy to the point where Putin gets all freaked out and we've got a war going on in Ukraine. It is awful, awful stuff. These are bad times. I once said it would be Jimmy Carter 2.0. But this is like Jimmy Carter (laughs) 10.0. All right? And yes, our economy is bad on top of it all. I mean, just adding insult to injury. 
unbelievable. Let me share with you uh, some some data on that because you should know. I mean, here Joe Biden's trying to fix inflation. All he can do is send oil prices up, 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 and away. Some people believe that one's by design because he's trying to encourage you to get an EV. You'd think if he was that into EVs, he might actually consult Elon Musk a little bit more. Anyway, gold went up, of course. Our sponsor being Legacy Precious Metals, LegacyPMInvestments.com, just a wonderful company. A shout out to them. Um, Look, in, in times like this, yes, oil will go higher because it's priced in dollars. And by the way, it's the Middle East, of course. So you'll see like the dollar increase in value and you'll see oil um, tend to go up in value, especially because they don't think they're going to get as much output. But you also see gold moving higher. It's at 1874 an ounce right now. one 589 is the number for Legacy Precious Metals if you're interested in calling them and learning more about possibly diversifying into things like like precious metals. But yeah, I mean, we got a market that, you know, kind of ended okay. I mean, we had been down previously. We ended the day up 200 points and you've got the S&P trading up about 27 points. As I said, oil went up higher today and you're looking at gold moving higher. And of course, you're looking at the 10-year yield at 4.8% there. So this is this is tough stuff. one 589 That is their number over at Legacy Precious Metals. But um, I'm devastated. I'm devastated. And look, we can't talk about this all the time every day. We've got other stories. RFK, for example, is running for president now. And, and we'll get to all that. But shame on the American politicians that refuse to take the threat of terrorists seriously. Shame on them. And let this be a wake-up call for all of us that we need our borders. And instead of being focused on deprogramming Trump supporters, as Hillary Clinton thinks is so critical to do, let's actually focus on the real threat. Because things like this can just as easily happen to us. Go to Mesobook.com. Anyway, again, it's good to have you all here. I just want to jump out to some of your comments because I appreciate you being here. As I said, I, I had a very heavy heart all weekend thinking of what is happening to all those people, those children. Yes, we need Jesus, Flora. We need we need religion. We need God, Jeff. Thank you, Michael. I, I do tell it like it is, and sometimes I get a little emotional. So bear with me. Tomorrow will be easier. Right now I'm mad. I'm sad. And I don't understand. I just don't understand how we could have been so naive. So many of you think it isn't even naivete. I mean, look, I, it's something. we got either a completely, completely diabolical regime, a naive regime, or just a completely incompetent regime. Take your pick. But it's like conflict after conflict after conflict. And I sure as heck don't like it. Yes, good to see all of you. I, I see... Uh, 
one of my friends here, Seth, actually, I, I think Seth still works with IDF. Anyway, look, uh, Israel will be okay. They get strong people. They've, they've told everyone to make sure you, you get your, your weapon locked and loaded because you might need it. Think about that. Good to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me, and we will continue this conversation tomorrow.